0: You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Three tight ends in the game for the Packers, ball to the
1: right. Now they move Ben Sims into the backfield, snap, play action, love looking
0: downfield. He's ramped up in the backfield, guess who? Max Crosby, again, he came off the edge and got him down for It's unnecessary roughness. Let's go inside the huddle
2: with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group.
0: Right there you heard the Max Crosby sack from Monday night on his way to become an AFC Defensive Player of the Week. A nice little feather in the cap for one Mad Max Crosby. Of course, that's not the end-all, be-all goal for him. He wants to excel and help his team win each and every week. And Mad Max is doing a hell of a job trying to inspire the troops to get them to play at the level that they need to play at. Vinny Bonsignor joins us now from the morning tailgate right here on Raider Nation Radio, 927 a.m. to 10 a.m. And, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can find all his work. And, Vinny, thanks so much for your time. We were just inside the Raiders locker room. Myself and you had a chance to talk to Ja'Cory and Bennett. And I don't know about you, but the sound that he had uh, kind of sound like he feels like he's going to play on Sunday.
3: Yeah, he's definitely hopeful. I know the Raiders are hopeful uh, that uh, – that uh, he'll be out there. And, you know, when you look at that Raider secondary um, from cornerbacks to safeties, you know, I know we had talked about this during the offseason uh, and certainly in training camp, but it really felt like they had built some, some good depth uh, at those positions. And, you know, Jacorian couldn't play yesterday, but Amik Robertson steps uh, in his shoes. Tyler Hall uh, comes in for Nate Hobbs. Uh, you know, they had to spread it around the playing time, bringing up guys for the practice squad. Uh, and Ameek Robertson, you know, who's a little bit further down on the depth chart, but they didn't miss a beat, and they played well. All of them did, and I think it's indicative of the work of the Raiders uh, have done uh, to, to really beef up the secondary, which has been a problem you know, for, for a few years now.
0: Yeah, it really has. And Jacorian Bennett, I want to see him out there. I think the only way for him to continue to grow in the NFL is to actually be out there on the grass and play. Uh, but Amik Robertson has clearly, in my opinion, earned playing time, right? I mean, every time he's asked to do anything, he's willing to do it. You asked him just, a, what, a last Saturday ago about playing all kinds of different positions. He said he didn't care what position he played. As long as they have him on the grass, he's going to be out there and he's going to uh, compete. How much kind of dog and energy does does Amik Robinson help bring to this Raiders defense?
3: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And he's a fighter, and, and he's been a fighter ever since he's showed up uh, here in Las Vegas. And by the way, he celebrated that game-winning touchdown with his family. His family was in town from Louisiana. They, they rarely – you know, are able to see him play. So they celebrated by going to BJ's over in uh, Henderson. So nice. Uh, and they, he said <laughs> they kept showing the highlights of the uh, of the interception. And people were coming up, them, hey, congratulations! So uh, he was a man among the people uh, in, on on Sunday, and then, or excuse me, right, uh, Monday. Yeah, uh, and, and rightfully so because he definitely uh, earned that. He's earned you know these opportunities that he keeps getting by delivering when he's in there. And we've seen him make plays uh, uh, Q, behind the line of scrimmage and run support on a couple of screens that teams have tried to play. He gets up there and, you know, sticks his nose in it and isn't afraid of contact. We know that about him. Uh, he was also challenged down the field twice uh, on Monday night, both times. Um, you know, he made sure that uh, that the other guy didn't get the ball and in the, the game-ending situation, he got the ball. So uh, Amik's playing some really good football and he's a guy that, as, as Josh McDaniels talked about, has everything for this team from special teams to wherever you need to put him. Uh, in the secondary, he's going to get out there and, and, and you know, upquit himself really well. So I'm happy for him because, as as we've talked about, you know, he's always that guy that's been on the bubble. Is he going to make yeah. the team? Is he not going to be make the team? But he forces his way onto the team by doing so many good things and playing so many positions. And as we saw on Monday night, coming up with a really big play.
0: Vinny Boston, is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness. So the question I threw out there to Raider Nation to start the show was the Raiders have a chance to even up their, their record at 3-3. Three and three. If they're able to do that – how does that change your overall perspective of this season, or does it? So I ask you the same question. If the Raiders are 3-3, and what do you think about the, you know, kind of the trajectory of their season moving forward?
3: Yeah, and I, I think that if you were being honest with yourself, that's kind of where you might have thought that it would be to start the season. You know, and it's crazy how they may, you know, end up getting there. But it is what it is, and, and it tells me that, they're moving in the right direction. Uh, that means that they would have won two straight games, taking care of business at home against two beatable teams in the Packers and the Patriots. They're still figuring things out offensively. I know fans get frustrated by that, but that's the reality of the situation. Um, you know, I counted... You know, you think about how many new players they have on offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, Deon, uh, DeAndre Carter, Trey Tucker, Michael Mayer, Austin Hooper, Jacoby Meyer. That's a lot to put together in one offseason for, for one offense, but they are starting to put that together, and there's, there's reason for hope for that offense. If things can start, um, you know, if the quarterback can start playing better, obviously, and the offensive line can can settle down a little bit more uh, and play some better football, there's no reason to think that his offense can't improve as the year goes on. We've already seen that the defense has improved. So it's a long season. They're kind of putting things together, uh, and let's see what this thing looks like uh, in a few more weeks. But it certainly would look pretty good at 3-3 three and three at the starting 1-3.
0: Right, and I want to get to the offense in a hot minute, but you mentioned that the defense is playing better; they're improving. How would you kind of describe this defense as of this part of the season through five games?
3: Way more connected than it's been uh, in years past. I think it's 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 a faster defense. How many times um, in the past have we seen you know somebody wide open and then yards for days to, to run yeah. with after they get the ball? It just feels like when, when, when there's receptions made, guys converge on the ball, and it doesn't go very far. They've been able, able to eliminate the big play, the big chunk plays. I think they need to do, do better, obviously, especially early in games and tackling uh, and in the run game. Um, you know, But as games have gone on, that even that has improved. So it, it's just, to me, a defense that's more connected, more active, uh, more athletic, uh, better suited at all levels, uh, of the defense. You know, there's, there's, there's really good players at every level of the defense, and that's showing, obviously, Max Crosby. But then Robert Spillane and Divine Diablo in the, in the linebacker core. Uh, the, what they're getting from their cornerbacks, uh, you know, kind of right now, sort of a group effort that they're doing, and that's good with Marcus Epps and Trayvon Merrick is playing good in the, in, on the very back end. So a lot to like about where this defense is, and I think that their best football is still ahead of them.
0: Right, that's, that's my point. I think they're playing good with a lot of room to grow. But it's okay yeah. because, again, they're playing good with a, a lot of room to grow, knowing that, hey, it can obviously get a lot better. But to your point about the no-chunk plays, and then we'll turn our attention to the offense, the Raiders are tied with the 49ers with nine chunk plays. The Raiders' defense has only allowed nine passes of 20-plus yards in 2023, which is tied for the fewest in the NFL this season. I would say that that's job well done so far. I mean – you have to tip your cap you know
3: when when one you know it's warranted and to to be in that kind of company with the San francisco 49ers and and think of it this way you know teams are trying to get back into games against the 49ers so there's been a lot of probably attempts for that to happen and you know they, they've stood up yeah. to that challenge well so do you have the Raiders um and I think that's a that's a credit to Patrick Graham it's a credit to the system that they're running and the scheme that they're running but also at the end of the day we always say this What is it really all about? It's about execution. And this Raiders defense is going out there and doing the things that Patrick Graham is asking them to do uh, and doing it at a a growingly higher and higher level.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that frustrates me is when people get mad at the defense and literally, Vinny, they're middle of the pack. And I swear for years on top of years on top of years, that's all we've ever said. If they could have a middle of the pack defense, they're going to win some games. And right now they're literally middle of the pack.
3: No question about it, and um, you know the thing is, I, and I know that when, if you're just watching the game, uh, it's easy to get upset because you know yardage is given up, and you know uh, other teams But every it's 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 interesting in the NFL now how you almost have to play defense and almost have to concede the fact that you're going to give up some yards. The offenses are too good. The scheming is too uh, intricate. All the rules are, you know, favor the offense, not the defense. Mm-hmm. So the key is not giving up the big plays and certainly protecting your fort, which is the red zone. And if you can, if you can do those things and win those battles uh, in the red zone and eliminate the big plays, yeah, you're going to give up some yards here and there, but eliminate the first downs, be good on third downs and fourth downs. Nowadays that's becoming more and more prevalent on, on fourth downs, uh, and you're going to be able to get off the field and get the ball to your offense.
0: Yeah, I mean perfect example. First first and goal from the four yard line for the Packers on Monday night and they end up kicking a field goal, right? That's 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 a win. That's a win for the defense every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Now, Vinny, the problem, in my opinion, has been the offense. And the offensive line is obviously the roots of where it, you know, where it all starts. How much do you feel like the offensive line and the struggles that they've had has affected the play calling uh, that Josh McDaniels is out there rolling out?
3: I think right now it's a combination of things. Uh, one, the offensive line, and, that, and that's big. Um, it's, it's, it's affected how, um, you know, players are called, like you just mentioned. It's affected personnel groupings. You know, uh, twice on Monday night, on third and fives, um, you know, the Raiders basically used all their weapons. They went five weapons, including their running back, uh, who went out in the, uh, in, in the flat, you know, uh, as, a, as, a, as a pass catcher. Didn't block. Didn't need to necessarily. Because it was a five-on-four situation, five offensive linemen against four, Packer uh, pass rushers. No blitzing, no none of that. But the five of the Raiders couldn't couldn't win the battle against the four of the Packers, and both of those plays ended up uh, in sacks. You don't don't think for a second that wasn't in uh, Josh McDaniels' basically the rest of the game. Right, um, and you have to adjust to that. Okay, so our five aren't being you know aren't able to win the battle against their four. Therefore, you have to devote other players to, to blocking. That means a tight end. Sometimes it's a fullback. Sometimes it's an extra tackle, which obviously takes away from the weapons that you're able to use. So, yes, it changes it changes things when you can't win that battle the off, uh, along the offensive line. The other part of it, I think, is, is the quarterback play. The quarterback play just needs to get better. I don't think that anybody would argue that, including the quarterback himself, Jimmy Garoppolo. So I felt like we saw some signs on, on Monday night where – where things were getting a little bit better. I think he was seeing things a little bit uh, better, getting the ball out a little bit quicker. Nine weapons touched the ball, whether it was in the passing game or the running game. Seven different players converted first downs, uh, and four did that on third and fourth downs. So there was a little bit more spreading the ball around, and I think that's a positive step for the offense.
0: Why is it that Jimmy G, in your opinion, has struggled as much as he has, especially with the turnovers?
3: Yeah, um, it's hard to put a finger on it. You know, I'm actually writing about that today. Um, You know, I'm not trying to make any excuses, but, you know, in our job sometimes you have to ask the why. It's like, you know, we can sit here and blame everybody. We know what the problem is. The quarterback hasn't been playing uh, as good as he needs to or as good as he has in the past. So why is that? You know, and and one of the things I think that you have to throw into the equation at least, and maybe this isn't the main thing, but this is part of it, um, you know, Yes, he grew up in this offense, but that was years ago, and especially in football, it was many, many years ago. So there was a different way that he played the game with the 49ers and now has to get reacclimated to this offense. Didn't have an offseason. We all know that was coming back from a foot injury. Even training camp um, was, was condensed a little bit because there were baked in, days off, there were there were pitch counts where, you know, he would leave the field during practice, you know, yeah, because yeah. That's, an, that's enough. You know, we, we all saw that. But then also, you know, I just mentioned all the, you know, the seven different players, nine different players that, that touched the ball. A bunch of those guys, at least seven, I think, six or seven, are newcomers as well. You know, when you talk about Carter and Trey Tucker and Michael Mayer and Jacoby Myers and Austin Hooper, those guys weren't here last year as well. So it's taken this offense, maybe not just Jimmy, but maybe, or, or I should say, Jimmy, uh, a minute or two to kind of get everything together with a new offense, a new system, a new city, all of that. And then also a whole bunch of teammates that are new to the scene as well. So it's, it, it's taken some time. And yeah. I know that's frustration, and obviously so, but the best thing that the Raiders have going for them right now is time on their side to get it right, too. And I felt like, like we said there were some good things on Monday night. Is that something that the Raiders can build on, though?
0: Yeah, something that they're going to need to uh, build on, right? I mean, they're they're sitting there at two and three. I know they'd love to square things up, get a win on Sunday, and be three and three, and then all right, then you, you know all bets are off. Then all of a sudden you got an opportunity to maybe potentially make a run. We'll close out with this, Vinny. Uh, you mentioned it last week about Michael Mayer. You thought that he was going to get a, 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 an opportunity to to get a couple balls thrown his way. He got the very first ball thrown his way, and it looked pretty good with it when he had the ball in his hands. Is that encouraging for him moving forward as far as you know him and Jimmy getting on the same page?
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. And I know that he was fired up going into that game. I know he's continued to be fired up, uh, kind of looking more like the guy that was at Notre Dame. But, yeah, if you're the Raiders, it's a guy you have to get the ball to. I mean, um, he was literally the Notre Dame offense. And they played a pretty tough schedule. And he manhandled people all the time. And I think – Raider Nation got a chance to see what he can do with his hands on the when he gets the ball. I mean, he steamrolled a couple of guys, dragged a couple of guys. That's his game. So uh, it's a tone setter, you know. You're you're sending a message to the defense. I think you're firing up your 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 own offense um, when you could be a big physical force like that. And um, you know, 19 yard gain and a 20 yard gain on, on two pass receptions. That's a pretty good ratio right there. So just keep getting him the ball, and I think we're going to start seeing that more and more because he's a weapon in that phase of the game and somebody that's a struggling offense can absolutely use
0: yeah they need them they need all the weapons they need to find a way to get over 20 points i'm i'm calling a raider victory on sunday i'm telling you right now i'm calling a raider victory and i'm saying that they're going to get their first 20 point output of the season that shouldn't be a benchmark but unfortunately in week six it is a benchmark so <laughs> there you go that's me uh vinnie what are you uh what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for
3: yeah, I, I, I wrote, I'm writing about how you know uh, the, the nine targets that uh, that touched the ball on on Monday. I think is a good step in the right direction, but it's something that the Raiders need to continue to uh, build on. I know everyone wants Devonte to get his targets, and obviously Jacoby Myers um, and, and Josh Jacobs, but it's really more important that everybody else gets involved because everyone else getting involved and the defense having to respect those other weapons is going to help a guy like Devontae Adams as well.
0: Yeah, it really will. It really will. They've got to get it done. They've got to figure out a way to, to get things going. The offensive line's got to get cooking, and everyone offensively has got to get cooking as well. Vinny, great stuff, man. We're about to hear from Ja'Cory and Bennett. Me and you got a chance to talk to him in the locker room. We'll hear from him uh, right after we talk to you. Thanks so much for your time, brother.
3: All right. Have a good one, you guys.
0: All right. Appreciate you. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor, of course, writes all his work in the Las Vegas Review Journal, VegasNation.com, and you can hear him every single morning on the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown. Before we go into the Raiders' locker room and hear from Jacorian Bennett, let go out to the phone lines real quick and get a very patient gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, I want to talk about the Aces because I don't know if you know it or not, I'm over here in L.A. <laughs> L.A., we got the Sparks or whatever, and I used to root for them. But um, I'm a Clippers fan. So, me being a Clippers fan, um, it kind of seemed like I was rooting for girls. You know what I'm
0: saying? Oh, his phones are cutting out. I want to
4: thank the Aces for coming along. And I always liked the Aces. And then when Mark Davis bought them, made them part of the um, Silver and Black family, I supported them a whole hundred percent. And to see them just mollywop New York Liberty and you know, getting ready to go back to back, I think that's a good look for the um, whole organization, including the Raiders. You know what I mean? Because they said, along with the Golden Knights and the Aces, they said the standard of championships in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And um, the Knights got a um, cup. The um, Aces about to go back-to-back. And the Super Bowl is in Vegas. And ain't nobody mentioning the Raiders making it to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So I think that um, – he had to have the um, Aces and the Knights come to the locker room, step on the logo, because, you know, you know, nobody else is able to step on the logo. But until the Raiders win the championship in Vegas, the Knights and the Aces should be able to step on the logos without repercussion, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and talk mess to them in the locker room. Like, yeah, y'all making us look bad. Y'all bringing, um, y'all making um, Vegas stink or whatever. You know what I mean? But I just want to give shout-out to the Aces because there's a few of the Aces that used to be Sparks, and I used to want to root for them, but... Like I said, it's like rooting for the Lakers girls. But now I can root for all the um, former Sparks that's with the Aces. You know what I mean? And it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Good looking out for Mark Davis for bringing them in and making them part of the civil black family. And before they even – well, I don't want to jinx them, but we're going to hold out to um, giving their congratulations on the back-to-back. But just go support the Aces, and I'm supporting the way in L.A. They my team because I can't stand the Sparks because they like the Lakers girls to me. So shout-out to the Sparks and – You know, put the foot on the neck of the Raiders and make them get some championships too. The Sparks, I mean, the um Aces and the um Golden Knights make the Raiders hold up to that championship stuff, y'all. All All right, y'all, I'm gone. Oh yeah, and and Raider Reggie, you know I'm, you know your boy want to be in the commercial. How that gangster Raider? Oh, I'll fly into Vegas the same day if I had to. Keep a gangster, y'all. I'm gone.
0: There he goes, gangster Raider right there. And yeah, shout out to the Aces, man. The Aces are are fantastic. Uh, they had a hell of a game last night and beat the brakes off the off the Liberty, and I did not see that one coming. Like, the first game was one thing. The second game, I was like, whoa there. And then he got a little closer. I said, okay, maybe this is going to be a good game. Then in the third quarter, it was a bloodbath. Uh, The Aces were not playing. Obviously, Becky Hammond let them know about themselves in the locker room at halftime, and they came out, and they handled their business. So, yeah, they're one game away from being back-to-back WNBA champions. I'm super pumped up for them. Hopefully, uh, they're able to get that done, seal the deal. Hopefully, there's not even a game four. I hope they go to New York and get it done in one game and call it a wrap. But uh, the Liberty ain't no joke. They're a tough team, too, so they're going to have something to say about that. But, yeah, man, the Aces – champions here in Vegas. The Golden Knights, champions here in Vegas. Raiders, you're up. It's, your, it's, it's, it's on you, right? I mean, and that's real. And I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying that. And I think the Raiders understand, like, damn, everyone's winning championships around here but us. We need to get on that, right? And that goes with the coaching staff. That goes, you know, I mean, ownership is obviously the same. But <laughs> it's just it's one of those things. And the players, they recognize it. They support the Aces. If you go look at, at Michelob Ultra Arena, you'll see all the Raiders there in attendance. Right, they're they're there. They see it, and the Raiders were at the at the T-Mobile Arena uh, for the the Golden Knights when they were in the Stanley Cup Finals. Devonte Adams, man, this is the loudest place I've been in. Right, I mean, so the the atmosphere is incredible, man. And and uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that they're starting to win titles here in Vegas. Obviously, UNLV's got a lot of work to do. The Raiders got a lot of work to do. Football's a different animal than than either one of the sports that we're talking about that have won. But it's not like it's not doable. Someone's gonna win a a, a Super Bowl here in Vegas because the Super Bowl is being played here in Vegas at the end of this season. So, uh, yeah, don't don't know who it's going to be, but someone's going to win a a, a championship here in Las Vegas. Now, let's go inside. Thank you for the call, by the way. Let's go inside the Raiders' locker room. Myself and Vinny Bonsignor just a little while ago, just a couple hours ago, had an opportunity to catch up with Raiders rookie quarterback, Jacorian Bennett.
2: How frustrating was it to be able to play uh, on Monday night? Oh, yeah, no, it it, it was super frustrating, you know, not being able to play. But, you know, it was just kind of good to watch the guys handle their business, and especially defense. You know, them getting three takeaways, and you know, it, it was good to see. Um, when you're when you when you have to be sideline
3: like you mm-hmm. are, do you get to see it from a different vantage point a little
2: bit? Oh yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, for sure, for sure. You definitely get to see it from a different uh, point of view. But you know, it's at the end of the day, it's still football. I was still trying to, act like, I was kind of out there, you know what I'm saying, getting those mental reps and stuff, but. Yeah, man. You know, seeing it from that pers- perspective, it was cool, but at the same time, kind of, you know. Uh, I, but you know, it was good to see them boys go out there and get the win, though, for sure. How do you feel now, when you feel like you're on target to play on something? Oh yeah, for sure. Nah, I'm definitely getting better each and every day. You know, uh, but yeah, playing on Sunday, nah, that's definitely a plan, though. How's it felt for you so far, just trying to get acclimated to the NFL? Uh, it's been it's been good. You know, like you know, of course, it has its ups and downs and stuff. Right. But I'm just you know just embracing the moment. Um, learning from the vets and just trying to be the best version of myself. We talked to uh, your secondary coach And he said that you were raised right and yeah. what he meant by that Seven. He was giving credit to your
0: parents He yeah. said what he meant by that was the fact that you could take criticism and not take it personal But go out there and react is that something that you you feel the mm-hmm. same way about
2: yeah, nah, for sure It's not about how they say it, just about what they say, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying and you know uh, He trying to coach me up. That's his job and whatever nuggets he have for me any tips tricks that he want me to do You know, I'm you know, I'm all ears and I'm trying to do it to the best of my ability. How much have you been able to learn from the veterans like a Marcus Peters as well and a Marcus Epps? Oh, yeah, not for sure. I learned a lot from both of those guys, you know, like first thing uh, MP told me when he got here, he say hey, I'm an open book. So ask me anything. So I just kind of took that and ran with it. Yeah. So I asked him so many questions and stuff like that. But, you know, it's definitely going to get me better. and I'm gonna continue to ask questions. Fired up for this Sunday, another game at home? Oh, yes, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah try to get uh, i'm going to be out there this week though you know try to do what i can to help the team win for sure four
3: interceptions the last two weeks by the defense how good is it to see the turnover starting to come
2: oh yeah nah. it's been it's, it's been great you know uh coach pg always kind of preaches you know like, we're trending in the right direction we just got to keep stacking brick by brick and you know just kind of keep the main thing the main thing for sure. what is the
0: mentality when you go and you go try to get the ball you had a lot of production in college
2: yeah oh just just go be a dog. You see ball, go get ball. You know, that's the that's the mentality. You know, uh, a lot of DBs kind of like when the ball in there, you know, they just kind of have that DB mentality. But with MP here, you know, Meek, all those guys, you know, where they kind of preach to me, like, JB, when the ball in there, we're the receiver. Right. So, you know, they just been kind of helping me with that. But... Yeah, that's the mentality, though, just be a dog. What did you think of Amik when he got up there and, and seemed like he jumped out the yeah, stadium and didn't yeah, get yeah. that ball? <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, I was, nah, I, was, nah I, was so, I was so lit, man, for him. I was so hyped, you know, because we talked about that, you know, yeah. uh, about going out there and making plays, but it was good to see him go out there and do his thing, for sure. Amik said that, you know, when he saw Trayvon Mary get the interception, that he wanted to be
0: the next guy. Oh, As yeah. DB, does that make you say, oh, yeah, I want contagious. to get my hands on the next guy? Yeah,
2: year? nah, for sure. Yeah, nah, it's definitely <laughs>
0: contagious. Jacorian Bennett right there in the Raiders locker room with Vinny Bonsignor and myself about a couple hours ago as they had open locker room. It's always good to hear from the rookie, and uh, he's got the right mindset, man. He's just got to go out there and continue to, to, you know, brick by brick, like he said, and, and build it and, and learn the game. The NFL is obviously a lot different than college football, but he's got the want to. He's got the ability. He's fast. He's got ball ball skills which is a great thing to have. And so the Raiders need to have as many of those guys on the field as possible. Looking forward to what Amit can do this week. Looking forward to what Marcus Peters can do this week and see if he could build off what he did, right? Because, I mean, he was on the struggle bus, it seemed like, for a while, and then he made a couple nice plays on uh, Monday. Maybe he can build on that, right? Maybe he can get his mind off those uh, couple interceptions that he put on the ground. So I'd like to see more from Marcus Peters. But uh, you know what he brings to the table. He's a guy that's got sticky hands, man. He's supposed to be able to get his hands on the ball. would love to see him do that. Sooner rather than later. Uh, got a text with a two zero nine don't be text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and I'm with you, Q. This defense isn't as bad as in years past. If we had this defense last year, we likely would have been a wild-card team. That's from Joseph in Denver. Uh, Also, we got another text from Vegas Pete. I see. Expect for the offensive line things coming together and us winning three or four of the next five. And McDaniel stays and gets year three. I can't wait until Sunday, fun day, victory Sunday. Uh, Also, uh, Big Dub Raider said, man, my man said a bad Saints team, laughing my ass off. His opinion can't be mad. My opinion doesn't change. I don't. I don't see more than seven wins for this team. Defense is a surprise that I'm happy about. Go Raiders! So uh, yeah, keep those uh, those texts coming at six nine one eight seven keyword RNR. Again, the question that I threw out there to you uh, that you can respond to, or you can respond to any part of the show that you hear, or something that's just on your mind. How does the outlook change for you on this season if the Raiders do in fact go and win and improve their overall record to three and three? Uh, again, 69187, keyword r and When we don't have a guest, you can give us a call at 702-365-9200. But speaking of guests, coming up next, Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider offensive lineman. Of course, he's the color commentator. He's there next to uh, Jason Horowitz, side by side. He'll be in the booth for the game, Raiders Patriots at Allegiant Stadium. He's joining us next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made to order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game Day six foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at porta subs I mean, whenever
3: you win, it's always a good feeling. It's hard to win in this league, but you want to be perfect. I think as an offense, we're trying to always push for that. Just the little details that we could tone in on. If we could get those knocked down, I mean, we could really uh, do some damage. But it's just about us, man. we got to get ourselves right before anything.
0: Las Vegas Raiders color analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins Unnecessary Roughness right now on Raider Nation Radio. And Lincoln Kennedy joins us now on the phone lines, like he does each and every Tuesday and Thursday at this time, three thirty on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. And Lincoln, we definitely appreciate you. And of course, we've turned the page from the victory on Monday night against the Packers. Now looking forward to the New England Patriots and. Uh, any time in your playing playing career that you were you guys were about to face a team that just was struggling in a major way, especially I know you played on the offensive side of things, but the Patriots are they can't score anything, right? They have scored three points in the last two games. How dangerous is this team coming into Allegiant? Well, any team in the
1: National Football League is dangerous, so they wouldn't be in the National Football League, right? Uh, but the thing is, is that you you know you can't take if you're the Raiders, you can't take anything for granted right now. I used to have the mentality that when we saw people on the schedule, we should own and control that you want to go out there and kick them when they're down, put your throat in the neck and make it over quickly. But it doesn't work like that. Those guys get paid, too, on the other side of the ball. So you really got to approach it with a professional approach cue. And more importantly, you got to find a way to execute better than you've had in the five games before now.
0: Yeah, you do, and especially the offensive side of things, and that's what we've been talking about a lot—is how to get the offense going, how to get it cooking. And I know it starts up front, and uh, you know, is it is it one of those things that it's week six now, so maybe they can start to figure this thing out a little bit. Well, I would hope so, but I mean, what what it comes down to, and I've said it all along—you got to have better communication
1: on on uh, throughout the not only line but everybody that's involved. You have receivers that are coming to Try to dig out safeties or, or uh, extra linebackers in the hole. You'll have all that stuff going on, but you gotta have communication. Communication, especially at the point, if it comes down to a double team, you walk up to the line, and say, "Yo, you and me, we got him to him. We're taking it to this guy back to the linebacker." However, you're doing it, but talk, talk it up so everybody knows when the play snaps or the play starts. Who's got home?
0: Well, how big would it be for the Raiders? What would it mean for them to win this game on Sunday and be three and three and almost feel like they're you know at the beginning of the season again, all squared up?
1: It would show me that they're a team that's coming into their own. What I mean by that is that when you when you try to figure out a team, the first thing you want to figure out is can they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right. teams that are equally struggling. You should have find a way to get a leg up and to beat those teams. You're going through adversity, find a way to win. Good teams will battle through adversity and find a way to win. So that would tell me first and foremost what the Raiders are. But, you know, coming after these first five weeks and seeing what we saw, seeing the injuries and seeing how they played into the whole the whole uh the whole thing the whole bigger picture thing. This is a team that's that's a little bit wounded, but has to lick their wounds and finding find a way to execute and put all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and
0: special teams, out there for display. Lincoln Kennedy joins us here on Red Nation Radio nine twenty, unnecessary roughness. You you mentioned beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and I think sometimes fans and even media members take this for granted, Lincoln, how difficult is it to get a win in the NFL? Huge.
1: Huge. I mean, think about it, Q. You can have everything going your way, then it takes one odd bounce of the ball, and everything changes. And uh, we don't have to look that far. Just go back to last year. Right. You could sense the games where the Raiders lost by one possession. You could sense that, especially, man, this is turning. This isn't going well. This, is, this isn't looking good. Oh, no. We, you know, we, we lost that one. So it, it doesn't take much, but it's just those fine things, those fine details. Pay attention to those details finding a way to execute, most notably on game day. I don't give a damn if you execute in practice. If you don't do it on game, it's all for nil. So it's it's so small things that add up that make teams good.
0: It's funny that, you know, people always say it's five or six plays that determine the outcome of a game, and Josh Jacobs mentioned in the locker room. I'm tired of saying that, but it's true. So those five or six plays are those little things that you're talking about, those little details that you just got to do all those things right.
1: Absolutely. I mean, think about for Jacobs. If that, if that ball that came out when his knee was down – and they said called it a fumble. How much that would have changed, you know, the world. You yeah. know, that that's those are the types of things you're talking about. If if uh, Marcus Peters was able to intercept that ball in the Pittsburgh game, how how likely would that change the outcome of the game? Right. These are little things that happen throughout the game, and I wouldn't even say it's five or six plays. I'd say look, it's usually one or two plays right. that that can change, definitely change the outcome of a game, whether it's shifting momentum or just taking advantage of a big play that the other team never recovers from. It can be
0: a whole ton of the whole ton of things. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, unnecessary roughness. So for you, when you're in the booth sitting next to Jason Horowitz, what will you be keying in on? What will you be focused in on this week? Whether or not they can get their run game going and okay. get their
1: run game going to where they're downhill more times than running sideline to sideline. You know, it, it hurts me to see, you know, Josh come from a, such a super year that he had last year to really finding holes to run in, making cuts as soon as he gets the football in the backfield or being tackled from behind with somebody with a trail. It really saddens me because this team has come such a long way and I was so proud of what they were able to do last year. Now you virtually have the same offensive line, you just had to put it together.
0: Yeah, you have Van Roten there, you have Illuminor, right? They threw Mumford in there when Illuminor got a little bit banged up. Do you think that right. they're still kinda of tinkering with that offensive line? They're not hundred percent comfortable with the guys that are out there yet?
1: Well, if Illuminor keeps going down with these injuries that prevent it from playing for whatever reason it is, and we don't we don't know we don't right. have the details behind it. Um, then, yeah, you're going to have to change up because Illuminor is a different blocker than Thayer Muncker. And more right. importantly, Illuminor has better side-to-side agility than Thayer does, but Thayer has better downhill blocking than Illuminor does. And what that does, what that dictates is either zones to power blocking. Power bo- blocking is usually equated with man blocking. That's double teams at the point of attack up to a linebacker. Those are what you see with the ISOs and the blast when you have a fullback in the backfield not so much the one-back. The one-back plays are more for zone where you're blocking an area. No matter who comes in that area, that's who you have. You're supposed to displace them six inches. So those are the things that are difference between, you know, 72 and 77 on the offensive line.
0: What have you seen from, from uh, Dylan Parham in, in his second year in the league? I, I wish that he would play with a little
1: bit more confidence. He's still doubting his physical ability. And there are times where he gets himself a little elongated where he's trying to overpower people. Look... For what it's worth, and a lot of people out there probably don't know it, you know, offensive line play is not always about brute strength. It's, it's, about, it's about a finished product. It's about being polished. It's about being somewhat reserved in the sense where you control where you place your timely hits. Your hits with your hands, your punches, whatever. You have to be controlled. You can't just be wild and irate because you'll never be able to block anybody that way.
0: Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here talking all things Patriots and Raiders as the game comes up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. How important is it for the Raiders to get their speed like a Trey Tucker and a DeAndre Carter involved in this game?
1: Well, I mean, I think you find a way for, to delegate through your quarterback, get everyone involved. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to work at because you want to give defenses, the um, you want to have them perhaps to prepare for more. Well, we need to prepare for number three. We need to prepare for number 11, number 16, number 17, number 13, 81, 87. All of those. You need to have all those factors at your disposal because when you have the dynamic playmakers that the Raiders do have, and you do have depth at certain positions, you got to find a way to use them or else it's going for waste or else it's going for a decoy. And that's, that can be the biggest mystery. Who's going to have that breakout game or who's going to have that fun for all game? But we know that we need it because other teams have keyed in on a, a lot of our playmakers whether it's Devonte Adams or whether it's, you know, Josh Jacobs or whether it's your Kobe
0: Mars. They've keyed in on them. Were you encouraged by what you saw from Michael Mayer? I know he only caught a couple passes, but they went to him early in the game.
1: Yeah, it's a good sign. I mean, it's something that you need to open up. You need to do more. You need to make these these weapons true weapons. They're not weapons if you don't use them. Right, you just go for show. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to see him have a bigger role in the offense as much as I would love to see Hunter Winfrey have a bigger role in the offense.
0: Yeah, that Hunter Renfro is is always going to make me scratch my head. I just don't understand how a slot receiver that we saw Josh McDaniels use so well in New England, a guy like Hunter is just not, he's just not, it seems like he's not even part of the plan. It's just, to me, Lincoln, it blows my mind. I don't even know what to say about it. Just, it, it, it I got so many questions, but, I mean, what are you seeing from Hunter when he is out there?
1: Well, I mean, it seems like he's running the right routes, but he's not, you know, you're not throwing the ball. So, look, here's the thing. You don't want to force the ball, force yeah. the issue to somebody when they're covered, but you also want to be able to look for them. I mean, I think Hunter run, Hunter's a, a damn good route runner, and he always has been his entire career, but you've got to utilize him. And it might just very well be that some of the routes that he, that he runs, and he runs really well, take some time to develop. And it just might be that Jimmy G doesn't feel comfortable standing back there because he's been hit and he's been harassed all the time. I mean, that's when you talk about sort of a, a cascade effect or a domino effect. One thing affects the other, and who knows what's going through the head. But, you know, you've seen it before in the past. A lot of times with Derek Hart, it was a case where, you know, whether it was Gruden or whether it was Josh McDaniels, they said you're going to have to go to 13. Go to 13 because so you take advantage of that matchup. Or the pre-snap reach should dictate it.
0: Right. No, that's a good point, and his routes do take a little bit longer because he's doing you know, yeah. all that movement to, to get open, which yeah. he's great at finding a way to get open. How much do you think the, the struggles of the offensive line have dictated the kind of play calls that Josh McDaniels is putting out there? I, I would have to think it's a lie. I mean, you, can, you could sit here and say what you, what you want as a coach, but the fact is you know, the Jimmy,
1: Jimmy Garoppolo and even Aiden and Connor have not got you know, more than four seconds to throw the football, which is an eternity cue, don't mm. get me wrong. Yeah. But sometimes when things are covered up, you need a little bit more. And the last thing you want your quarterback to do is looking down at his feet or his legs to see who might be around him rather than surveying down the
0: field. We've been doing a, a few previews of the Patriots coming to town, and everyone we've talked to has said that, you know, Mac Jones is turning the ball over quite a bit. He's starting to see some ghosts. Like, they got, he has happy feet. Uh, can the Raiders, in your opinion, take an advantage of maybe him not having his confidence level up so high right now? Hell, it would give me something good to report when I'm talking about the game. You know what I mean? I'd <laughs> yeah. like to see it.
1: No, I, I really would like to see this team come, come into its own yep. and just beat the living dog snide out of someone else. I mean, beat them down to where you're not giving them any. They barely cross the 50-yard line. You know, they're they see the in, they're in zone little or no time, and all you're doing is running up the score. I would like to see that. Right. We saw it at, at Spurts last year when the team jumped out to double-digit leads, but then it ended up losing them. Now the defense is playing better. But the offense can not get off the ground and make those, you know, make those big jumps. They haven't scored more than 20 points this season. So there's, there's a way in progress. But I would love to see everything come together, all three phases come together, and, and find a way to win this
0: game. You know, difference. yeah, I, I'm with you, Lincoln. And I feel pretty encouraged by the defense, even though we talked about it on Tuesday, and they've still got to get more pressure from the interior and they've still got to make more plays. But I feel like that the defense is at least giving them chances to hang around and win games. The offense has just got to do their part as well. What are you seeing?
1: Other than the Buffalo game, I totally agree with you. You know, yeah. the Buffalo game is when defense just got worn out because the offense wasn't carrying their way. So I guess it is much of the same thing. But Buffalo's a better team than the other five teams that we've seen, um, so, uh, or four teams that we've seen. So I would say I totally agree with you. But it's it's one of those things where if you're not going to play preseason and you're just going to roll the dice as to how they're going to be together when they go on regular season, you're going to take your lumps. Yeah. And after the first month, as we get into the second month, they've got some winnable games. But they're still not at the part where you can say, well, okay, let's check that off as a win or let's check that one off as a loss. they still got a lot of work they got to do.
0: Lincoln, is it fair in week six, week seven to say, okay, this is who this team's going to be? It's no more like, well, they didn't play in the preseason. Now you've had plenty of time to play now. This is who you are.
1: Well, I mean, you, you, I would take that in consideration. I would, I would probably agree with you that way by saying week seven, you should have it figured out. Mm-hmm. But it might even be so, so, so well to say that it might take two months to figure it out. Mm. You might need the whole month of September and October, depending on the dynamic. The, and let's face it, injuries play a key in it. Yeah. Because if you don't have certain guys, they, you know, guys do things certain ways. If you don't have those guys, then you don't have to relearn this new guy that you have for as long as you have him.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. I'm just I'm trying to get to the point where you know not only who the Raiders are, but who the opponent is, right? I mean, again, the Patriots, they, have, they haven't scored a touchdown in the last 34 offensive drives. So that, to me, I always get nervous when I hear something like that because I'm like, great, they're going to get the ball, first possession, go down, score a touchdown, and that's going to be over. But they look like the Patriots just, you know, from what I've seen, they look like they're hurting in a bad way right now, Lincoln.
1: Well, you know what? This might very well be Matt Jones' last year under O'Brien. Because O'Brien didn't draft him. We know how he likes to flip rosters when he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows what, what – we're not feeling bad for him. No. The fact is that it's just a team that the Raiders got to face. And if they're able to put it together against a team that's average or below average, then so be it. That builds confidence going into next week before they get really into the teeth of this uh, schedule.
0: Lincoln, will close it out with this. Jacoby Myers goes up against his former team on Sunday. Devontae went up against his former team on Monday. Uh, how was it, man, playing against your former team? do you have a little bit more edge to you when you played?
1: Well, I mean, I love playing against the Falcons as many times as I did because I was just like, I'm, I'm going to shove it up your butts as quickly as I possibly can. But, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, what you want to do, you want to tell Jacoby Myers since so he's going up against his old team, by all means, do not throw the ball backwards after you catch it.
0: <laughs> right. That part. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah. Do that. Go down. Go down. Go out of exactly. bounds. Do Just anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We'll be fine. We'll be fine.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Well, great stuff as always, Lincoln. What uh, What college game are you calling this weekend? I got Cal Utah in Salt Lake City. And then I'm flying down to Vegas. Okay. All right. There you go. Staying busy. I like it. Lincoln, thanks so much. Yeah. It's always great. I'll see you in the press box, my man. Sounds like a plan, my man. I'll talk to you later, Q. Be good. All right, you too. Lincoln Kennedy, the great Lincoln Kennedy, joins us each and every Tuesday and Thursday. We get a little review uh, of the game on Tuesday. Uh, We get a little review of the previous game. That's what we do when we talk to him on Tuesday. And then, of course, we do a little bit of preview of the upcoming game. And, again, it's like Lincoln said, this is a team that the Raiders should look at as a team they could beat, but they got to go out there and execute it and do it. Right? The offensive line, the communication. I love how he said the communication, it's got to be better, especially amongst the offensive line. The communication has got to be there. That's something that he told me in training camp. We were, I was standing next to him there at the practice facility, and there was a rep. It wasn't even uh, like 11-on-11 11 11 or any of that stuff. It was just a couple reps uh, where the offensive line was putting in work against you know some defensive line, but it was offensive line drill. And he said, I like that, but the communication wasn't there. The guy still won the rep, but they didn't communicate like I would like them to. So that's something that he's been talking about quite a bit. And when he said that and pointed that out, it made me start to focus in on that as well. So the communication has got to be there if that offensive line is going to step up. I'm hoping that this is the week that all of a sudden things start to click and they start playing at a better level. Because if you remember last year, we were talking about who the hell's is the starting five. That's all we kept saying. Who the hell's starting five? You can't go week 6, week 7, week 8 and not know who you're starting fire on the offensive line is and I thought going in this year maybe shame on me for thinking this I thought that there's no doubt all right you got the offensive line solidified you don't have to worry about that it's going to be you know great out the gates well it hasn't been great out the gates there was a couple weeks where uh, pro football focus had them ranked pretty good as far as pass protection but it hasn't been uh, what it's supposed to be. And that's the result of the offense that you're seeing. The, You know, a lot of it has to do with the offensive line struggles. A lot of it has to do with Jimmy G is struggling flat out. I mean, there's no way to dance it up or, or sugarcoat it. He's just struggling. He's not playing well. They've got, to, He's got to be better. And, you know, he's got to get all the weapons involved, not just Jacoby, not just Devontae. He's got to be able to spread the ball around. 346 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We'll get back into the Raiders locker room. We'll get back to some calls and texts. This is Reddish Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac
2: Performance Studio.
0: Don't be broke.com text line 69187 keyword RNR. Josh from the 691 hit us up. I got to disagree that the defense is terrible. You take away that Buffalo game and they're allowing 19.5 points per game. It's not that their fault that their defense... Uh, the, the offense can't score more than 18 points. That is a ridiculous take. The team is supposed to have an offensive-minded head coach and has all the weapons to be explosive. So it's not the defense's fault at all. We can't get anything going. And I agree with that 100%. Um, I don't think that the defense is great. I don't think they're fantastic. By no means do I want anyone to hear that. I do say right now, going into week six, that it's the strength of the team. And it's sad to say that because of everything you just mentioned, all the offensive weapons that they have but it is the strength of the team right now. It allows them to have chances to win outside of Buffalo where they just got, you know, boat raced besides that they've been in every game and they found a way to win two of them. Ugly wins are better than losses <laughs> straight up. And any one of us will take an ugly win any day of the week. I mean, the motto is not just win pretty. It's just win, baby, right? Just win. That's all that really matters. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Right. And so they, they've, they've just got to continue to try to improve on what they're at because they're not where they need to be at all by any means. There's still a lot of room to improve for the defense, but I'm encouraged because, again, like I said, it's it's middle of the pack, which is all that anyone's ever screamed for them to be. We've got Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus coming up at the top of the hour, talk all things trades, if there's a potential trade out there. But uh, earlier this uh, afternoon, we caught up with Divine Diablo inside the Raiders locker room. I want you to have an opportunity to hear that quick conversation.
2: Uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, played great as a defense, and we hope to carry it on to next week.
0: How did it feel for the whole team to really be depending on the defense for, to win
4: the game
2: at the end? How did that it feel? It's what we wanted. Uh, we talked about it every time we got on the field. Just reset and um, play at our best every every series. Now it seems like your play continues to get better. Do you feel like that is the case? Do you feel yourself progressing to the next step? Yes, yeah, sir, especially when I'm playing healthy. I feel like I can play at my best. You have eight 10 tackle games. You're now tied for second most in franchise history.
0: Did you know that? How does that feel?
2: Uh, somebody sent me that. If it feels great. Um, hopefully I can continue and hopefully have the record. Is that something that you feel like you could build on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, just keep running to the ball, and the time is going to come to me, for sure. Everything
0: that you guys worked on in training camp and preseason, it looks like all of a sudden it's starting to happen. Getting to the quarterback, getting turnovers. are you Is, does it, is it kind of like a sigh of relief when you start to see the results the way you guys want it to be?
2: Uh, we knew it would come. It was just about time. Um, we were patient. We just kept working every day, and uh, hopefully we can keep it up.
0: How difficult is it to be, be patient?
2: <laughs> it, it, was, it was getting rough, uh, but we kept... Attacking practice every day, and uh, thankfully we were good. Is it nice to be able to be at home two weeks in a row? Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. It's lovely. <laughs> I can't wait to see him uh, this Sunday. To find Diablo right
0: there in the Raiders locker room, and you heard what he said. You know, look, we, we practiced. We trusted it was going to come. It was getting patient, and it, it came. Okay, well, how, patient, how, how difficult is it to be patient? I hate that word. I'll tell you right now. I hate that. Whenever someone tells me, oh, just be patient. It'll happen. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want patience. I, I don't want to be that guy. My mom told me for years, and I mean years. Oh, don't worry. Be patient. Your time will come. You'll be all right. You'll, you'll get to where you want to be. You want to be in Vegas? You'll be in Vegas. I'm like, yeah, all right. At some point, I was like, all right, my patience has, has ran thin. <laughs> right? I, I'm tired of being patient. I want to see the results, and I get it. And that's how Raider Nation feels when it comes to wins and losses. Tired of being patient. Been very long patience, right? I think radonation Nation has been a very patient, patient fan base, right? It's been a very, very long time. Since this team has been a consistent winner. And it's time that the patience is actually paying off. It's time for the patience to pay off. It hasn't paid off yet. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not saying that. But it's time that the team rewards, the coaching staff rewards, the front office rewards, the Raider Nation, the fan base that never goes anywhere rewards them for all their years of patience. 355 is the time. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus joins us next. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Subs.